0: Welcome to the Finances Podcast, a podcast dedicated to real life practical advice on how to improve your relationship with money. I'm your host, Dr. Darla Bishop, your big sis, who's going to guide you through this process. This is a special mini series introducing you to the topic covered in my next book, How to Afford Everything. The book comes out on December 12th, 2023, so make sure you mark your calendars. This is part four of How to Afford Everything. If you're joining for the first time, go back and listen to the previous episode so you can get all caught up and get to know me a little better. This episode, we're going to talk about career. Are you in the driver's seat of your career? What is guiding you along the way? Is it the stars? Is it GPS? Are you getting directions from really well-meaning friends and relatives who've been there already? And are you on your way to a career or are you just working JLBs? Let's find out. Are you working on building a career or are you slogging your way to a job every day? Let's discuss the difference between a destination career path and an interesting assignment career path. So this concept was introduced to me when I was at a networking event and Patty Poppy, who's the previous CEO of DTE, talked about this concept of a destination career versus an interesting assignment career. So let me explain what a destination career is. A destination career might look or sound like you're working towards a specific company or job title. These are the folks who say, I'm going to be a doctor. I want to be the vice president of sales for X company. Or it might include a very clear educational or licensing path. So if you're planning to be an RN, there's a pretty clear path you have to take in order to get the RN license. If you're planning to be an AICP like my sister, there's a pretty clear path to what type of education and what type of testing you have to pass to get that certification. Where on the other hand, an interesting assignment career might look like you sit in interviews and hiring managers might be like, so you seem really interesting. You have a very diverse background. What do you want to be when you grow up? My answer is philanthropist, but I don't have enough money for that yet. Buy books. It might also look like you've worked in three or more industries, but listen, one path is not better than the other, but I do want to mention that you do have to take a little bit of extra care if you think you are on an interesting assignment career. Now, if you're under 30, none of this really matters. You're just trying to find your way. But if you're over 30 and you think you're on an interesting assignment career, then this part is for you. So the most important thing is to think about what are your transferable skills? What are the things that whether you do them at a hospital, at a school, at a military base, at a private business, add value to the people for whom and with you work? And also don't forget about the value that comes from the things you do outside of your work life. Maybe you have some really cool hobbies or extracurricular activities that have taught you a lot of things, that help you interact with all types of people that help you problem solve. If you're not sure about what kind of career path you are on, this could be a great time to do the career map exercise that's in my book. In this exercise, I'll have you answer a few questions about your first job, your best job, your worst job, and In doing that, you'll start to figure out what things you loved, didn't love, were successful at, had trouble with when it comes to the jobs you've had so far. And it might give you some clues about whether you're on a destination path or an interesting assignment path. And it might also give you an idea of the best next place to look if you are in the market for a new job. Now, why are we even talking about career if we're talking about money? Because most of us, and if you're reading this book or listening to this podcast, you're probably not independently wealthy. And so you have to trade your time, your talent, your skills for money. And so we want to make sure that you're getting the most money possible for your time, talent, and skills. And so thinking about who you are, what you bring to the table, and what value that brings to the people you're working for and with can help you to bring more money in or reduce the amount of time you're working in one space so that you can perhaps bring money in from another one of your talents that you have. So think about the hustlers in your life, the people who work a full or almost full-time job but also run a business on the side you might figure out that if you invest a little bit more time in your side hustle, that you could have enough money coming in that you could reduce your hours at the job that you need, maybe for benefits or retirement plan. But until you do the work of figuring out where your skills are, how much money you need, how much money you have and what the differences are, then we can't make a plan to help you get to the next step. So that's why we're talking about career. In my own career, I have had an interesting assignment career. If you've read my bio, you know that I'm a military spouse. And what that means is I don't always have control over where we live and how long we live there, or sometimes any notice about when it's time for us to leave. And so I've had to be very intentional about telling my career story so that when I sit in front of strangers every two to three years, because the army decided it was time for us to go to a new duty location... I can explain to this stranger why I have this resume and this background that might not make a whole lot of sense, but I promise you it does and you should hire me and pay me a lot of money. And usually what comes up is because I've done the work of understanding my values, which we'll talk about in the next segment, is that what I value is being a good team player. What I bring to the table is clear communication. And that if you look really closely at my jobs, that that is actually something that has threaded through every job I've taken, that it had something to do with communications and clearly articulating something to an important audience and that it was in an industry or a setting where I could do that for communities, especially in healthcare. And so if you can come up with your story about who you are at work, That makes it really easy for you to convince them to pay you a lot of money for what you do for them. So let's get into values. So what are values in this context? Values are the basic and fundamental beliefs that guide or motivate our attitudes and actions. This is what helps us to determine what's important to us. One thing that I really want to make sure you understand is that your values can and do change over time. And there is a difference between work you and you, you. Now, the difference between work me and me, me isn't that big at this point, because as I've gotten older, as I've gotten more clear about who I am and as I've gotten more tired, thanks to the young people who call me mommy. I just don't have energy to have like too many versions of me. But if that's not the case yet, it is important for you to understand what values matter to you at work. On the website and in my book, I have a really awesome exercise that helps you assess your values. I want to give you some examples of how values come into play at work. Maybe when you were doing the worksheet or even just listening to this podcast, you thought about what was your favorite job, the job that you absolutely loved, even if you're not working it right now. You might recognize that you love that job because it tapped into your sense of adventure or the people who you work with were really respectful when you told them you need quiet time to finish assignments. You might also have thought about the job you hated and maybe you hated that job because that job didn't give you any time or space to think critically about the work you were doing or didn't give you any freedom or autonomy to decide how and in what order to do your tasks And so understanding where your values are can help you figure out what types of environments, companies, and people you'll do your best work with. So do yourself a favor, go to darlabishop.com, pre-order the book, and you might even be able to download the worksheets before the book is available. Okay, if you are in a job hunt right now, or you might be in one in the future, I want to talk about something that's really important in the job hunt is navigating the financial part of a job hunt. I want to be honest in that although I am very happy in my job, I am always looking for a job. Not because I'm unhappy, but I like to see the trends in my industry in terms of skills, salaries, and org structures. Is everybody getting a master's degree now? Are people going to get certifications? Are people earning over or under a certain amount This also allows me to share cool jobs with people I know in my personal professional networks who might be looking for their next great job, but I digress. So let's say you're looking for a job. What's the first thing you need? You probably said, well, duh, I need a resume. No, baby. You know what you need? You need to know your number. If you don't know your magic number, if you don't know how much it costs you to live, throw back to episode one in the series, you are almost guaranteed to miss out on some money. Understanding your finances is a critical part of your job search. And it's also important to understand if you have any major changes coming up that you need to build savings for. Are you working on your debt? Are you just tired of feeling broke all the time? If you don't know your numbers, you might take another job or assignment that doesn't help you with your goals. So before you pull out your resume to update it, look at your budget. This is what will help you figure out whether you are looking for full time work or part time work, how much you need to work in terms of hours per week or hours per month, if they're going to pay you a certain amount and you need to build overtime into your budget or not. And so an important part of every job search is to pull out your budget because you listened to episode one and made one to figure out how much money it takes you to live your life, whether you have enough coming in to cover what's going out. This also helps you in negotiation. When you're negotiating the salary, the company that you're negotiating with doesn't care about your bills. So you're not going to tell them about your bills, but you're going to tell them about what you bring to the table and why the dollar amount that you've told them is necessary for you to come work for them matters and how you absolutely deliver on value for that. It is way easy to do that when you've done the work of thinking about what values you bring, what skills you bring, what talents you bring, and how much money you are willing to work for. Thank you for listening to episode four of the How to Afford Everything series with finances. I really hope you're feeling motivated and hungry for more. Stay tuned for the next episode where we're going to talk about some of the most common questions I get about money management when I'm doing coaching. You can find more information at darlabishop.com. Don't forget the discount code Halloween50 to get a discount on your pre-order. Go to DarlaBishop.com. Follow me, my underscore finances, on all the socials. For now, I'll leave you with this thought. Equip yourself with wisdom, connect with purpose, and strive towards a future where your career dreams merge harmoniously with your financial world.